Oh, hello. Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. Hello, that's me. How do you do? Happy Impact Day. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's always the same on Impact Day. Um, always... It's always just a eh show. Although, this, the contract signing tonight made me a little more hopeful about this feud. Yeah, that was a pretty brutal contract signing. Yeah. Um, one thing we should talk about. I don't think we brought this up at all. We're not covering Slammiversary this weekend, correct? I didn't talk to you about this, so... Um, I don't know what time you'll be back from visiting. I won't be back till late on Sunday, but not like late, late. Like I'll be back like. Not before Slammiversary started. So we could cover Slammiversary. We very much could. Um, not Sunday. No. Not before Slammiversary has started was the word were the words that just came out of my mouth. Okay. As in not before it starts. Oh, okay. So do we still want to do predictions about Slammiversary? Um Do we know when we would cover it? We don't have to cover it. We could just make predictions, just like we did with uh Stand and Deliver. But we don't have to. I wouldn't mind making a prediction or two. I feel like a lot of our predictions might be very similar, but... Yeah. We wouldn't have the fallout of the hot sauce and um, the punishment. But we could transfer I mean, we could egg. do our show Monday. We could. Um, there is no... We have no work on Monday. Correct. In honor of Juneteenth. We could also do a surprise... 2K22 stream on Monday to make up for missing this past week's. It's not a surprise now. Alright, well, you know what I mean. Um, we could do that. There we go. And we could do some... Um... We could go... We could, you know, we could do our 2K22 stream but still talk about Slammiversary. Yeah, casually, yeah. Yeah. Obviously not, like, going note for note for note. So do you, but... you, you want to make predictions tonight? Yeah, okay. sure. Why the fuck not? All right, cool. Um, so, just to reiterate, we're not doing a, a show this weekend, but we will on Monday um, be, be doing a 2K22 stream. Probably talking about our predictions, you know, that stuff. Um... But we'll make those predictions after the best of the night tonight. All right. You want, uh, let me give a little bit of a nutshell today. It's the go-home to Slammiversary. Big stories are reaching their climax. Um, first match of the night, Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans versus Jordan Grace and Mia Yim. That uh, was pretty uneventful. Um, then we had Trey Miguel versus Mike Bailey, which was fun, but ultimately just a little hype match for Ultimate X. Um, 
Jay White and Chris Bay versus the Briscoes. That, I don't really know what that was. Oh, I guess Good Brothers versus the Briscoes. Bullet Club stuff. Um, that was pretty fine. We got the return of Aces and Eights in Impact with the return of D'Lo Brown after he was sidelined by Honor No More and took a bit of a break from Impact as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a possibility he might be joining Team Impact at Slammiversary. One might think. One might think. Um, and so Aces and Eights fought Vincent and Kenny King tonight. Um, and then we had the contract signing between Josh Alexander and Eric Young, which was very tense. A great promo all, all around. And uh, makes me very more, more interested than I was in um, the match between them um but yeah that's our that's a little nutshell of tonight you want to talk about some news yeah was there uh, any? uh yeah there was plenty of fucking news oh let's start with me changing the sign all right First of all, uh, happy birthday to Jungle Boy. Hope he's dealing with that concussion well. Is he concussed? No, I, not, I don't think he is, but it's just since he was bleeding from his head after that uh, mm. concerto. Fair. Um, okay, so let's see. Let's talk about some news. Um, first thing we can talk about today is uh, Marina Shafir and Thunder Rosa have apparently buried the hatchet. I saw Because it. Marina Shafir gave her bread, which, you know, fair enough. I'm sure Marina Shafir's sourdough loaves are fantastic. Um, what, wait, was it Marina that, that gave her bread or Thunder Rosa that gave her bread? Well, Marina's pretty well known for making bread pretty regularly. Okay. So, um, yeah. I saw Thunder Rosa posted about it, and it was like a whole "we're breaking the bread" type thing. Felt a little yeah, and corny, I was like, but <laughs> I was like, "This is literally it's always sunny." But okay, <laughs> um, let's get to see they're mature people and can resolve things on their own. I, however, am not. But I, that's neither here nor there. Um. Um, so yeah, good for them. Glad that that's fixed. Maybe uh, it'll keep getting better if, you know, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, and uh, it's just like, it's, it's, we talked about it yesterday. It's something that just didn't need to happen and not some, and something that champions shouldn't do. Yeah. Get over, get the younger talent over. And I don't mean younger age-wise, I mean younger, like, uh, tenure-wise. Yeah. Um, it's already impossible to get Marina over with that fucking walk out of hers. That's if you don't already know her. It's a good song, and like it fits her yeah, vibe, but it's not gonna get anyone popping. Camera just seems blurry. Um, just really annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um. 
so as we heard at AW, and I kind of thought it was just some comment that was being made um, by Cole. Um, Hangman is not going to be fighting Okada because Okada's not going to be at Forbidden Door. Now, I thought that was just like some shit that he said, but apparently Okada's wife is scheduled to give birth. Oh. I thought he, right around that time. I thought he was nursing some back pain. I didn't know. That no, was according to Dave Meltzer, his wife is scheduled to give birth around then. So oh. he actually might not be at Forbidden Door. Congratulations to them. Uh, and at this preemptive, yeah. At this point, like I don't think he's not even needed on the show. He's, no. he's gonna he'd be thrown into some tag match. I don't even think like because Jay White's obviously gonna main event or not main event it, but co-main event it and okada wouldn't even make this the second spot first is mox seconds jay white it would okada would be third against some against hangman maybe yeah um and i don't know it, it i don't even think it'd be worth it for hangman to come at this point like, even no, if I don't think so either. Um, they've they've already got a hell of a card, even with some AEW versus AEW matches, which kind of don't make sense. But yeah, well, yeah. Um, so there's that answer. Um, it's a pretty good answer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. Then on to some other news, like some like a lot of less than fun news. Well, I guess some of it's less than fun. Actually, no, let's start with the Von Eric family, which is for once not less than fun news. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Von Erics are okay. Um, however, they are not involved in the biopic that is currently starring Zach Efron. Um, apparently, Deadline reported that they're going to do an, a biopic or a biopic. Sorry, Mark. I, I was about to say. You're probably angering a bunch of people right now. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, but they're uh, filming a biopic titled "The Iron Claw." Um, it's going to be written by, written and directed by Sean Durkin. I don't know if that means anything to you. Is it about the Von Erich family? It is about the Von Erich family and um, the the fact that the Von Erich family has a horrible, horrible history. Uh, well, because, you know, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go to Dark Side of the Ring. And what what's Zac Efron have to do with it? Zac Efron is in it. The Von Erichs are not being part of it. Okay. Okay. So they're not working or consulting on the film. So take that how you will. It, that's never my favorite position for a biopic to come from, i mean but. is it just the is it just the brother the the sons that are not a part of it or like the entire family is not a part of it the von eric family will not be mm-hmm. working or consulting on the film according to sc scoops okay at least at that point it might be more honest like if there was a yeah. vince mcmahon documentary i would not want the mcmahons anywhere near that unless it was like shane yeah but the the Remaining Von Eriks clearly poured 
their heart out for the dark side of the ring episode. Yeah. Cause the, the remaining Von Eric son, um, and his two sons who are on MLW now, um, they are, they, they seem very involved in that episode because they don't have anything to hide. They didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It was, it's just a really tragic story. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want to be so, a part of the, the biopic. Hey, I mean, maybe you tell that story once in that much detail, and you're like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. You know, but, this is exhausting. And it's probably like, probably fucks you up to see somebody playing your, um, your deceased brothers. Yeah. And father. Yeah. Probably fucks you yeah, up. Yeah, I can imagine. I am sure it does. Um, but yeah, so keep that in mind. Um, okay, so on to the less than fun news, I guess. I don't know if this counts as less than fun, but it's news. Um, apparently another report is suggesting that Sasha Banks may have been released. Um, Raj Giri was the one who broke the first report. Sean Ross Sapp followed up on that, didn't really say yes or no. Um, but a new report, um, that was talked about on the Matt Men podcast with Andrew Zarian from Wrestling Observer said that he can't confirm that she's been released, but he did hear that um, late last week her attorneys were working on getting that done. Yeah. It's interesting that all this is about Sasha and none of it's about Naomi. I That makes me wonder what the fuck is going on with Naomi. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is all a messy situation. And you know what? Maybe the maybe the attorneys are working hard to get her out because of this whole Vince McMahon situation. Well, maybe now is a great time to do it. Yeah. For them to be like, oh fuck it, cut our losses. Mm-hmm. They probably can't afford you know? um uh Sasha's lawyers and the investigation. Yeah. Um also, on top of the 48 hours from hell that WWE is experiencing, um, WWE is currently fearing for the worst in terms of the Randy Orton situation, which is the Randy Orton's back is fucked up situation. Um, he was supposed to fight Roman at SummerSlam, but apparently now that might not be the case because Roman Reigns, not Roman Reigns, Randy Orton... Um, has apparently been dealing with a back injury for quite a while, which you can imagine with all those power slams and an RKO that cannot feel good. Um, he apparently had some work done um, before the title unification match. Obviously, it wasn't enough work. And now it is looking like with the amount of surgery he has to undergo, he will be out until the end of 2022, or rather through... The remainder of 2022. I wouldn't say he's gonna be or or would be out. It's, they're just preparing for the worst right now. Um, um, let me rephrase that. WWE sources claim that should that he should he have to undergo his surgery, Orton would likely be out of action the rest of 2022. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's shitty news. Um, I feel like they're probably kicking themselves now that they've really downgraded the riddle feud to a smackdown episode yeah they might extend that program though um especially since it seems like riddles the the 
um, the Bloodline Hunter, kinda. Um, and he's going through tag partners like nobody's business. Yeah. Um, and with nothing happening at Money in the Bank, what's after Money in the Bank? Is it SummerSlam after that, or is it? I think so. Oh, I don't think they summer. have anything announced for July. I think that's the thing. Oh, we know Money in the no. Bank is July, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's. So they they tried to put a patriotic spin on it. I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Stop. So if SummerSlam's August. I wonder if they would run back Riddle. They might. Or, I don't know, maybe get John Cena in for another... No, because Cena's going to fight Theory. They're already planning that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Getting, like, Sammy. Sammy Zane. Put him in a... Like, they they have so many people that they could just throw in. Let them do their thing. Have a a month-long feud. And it would work out fine. Like, Seth, KO, Sammy would be a good-ass feud, especially with how things are going right now. Um, Cody. Um, well, Cody's injured, but... Um, I'm sure Cody, even with his injury, could still pull off a good feud with Roman. Um, Drew, Sheamus, um, Finn Balor, Montez Ford. Like, anybody you could just throw in there. Yeah. And it it would work out but they're probably going to do like another Brock program oh stop please for the love of god or like Goldberg you can do Bobby Lashley I don't think we got that feud Roman and Bobby I don't think so either no cause uh, Brock took the title from Bobby he never got the chance to fight Roman Um, the, the final bits of news that I have are just some little bits and shreds of, um, Vince McMahon, WWE news. Um, one is a rumor killer on, apparently there was speculation that Kevin Dunn, um, that the WWE was being investigated for insider trading, um, because of how much trading has been happening lately. Um, coincidentally, Mm -hmm. if you will. Um, there was a rumor that Kevin Dunn might be involved in insider trading, um, selling WWE stock while being a member of the board of directors. The only problem with that rumor is that he is not a member of the board of directors. So he's a high level executive. That's not the truth. So there's that. Um, apparently any stock sold by Dunn, according to Russell talk would be under the process of, um, that WWE top executives have restrictions on when they can and can't sell. And when they do sell, they sell it in high quantities. Yeah. So he is not held to the same standards as other people. Um, also, in light of that, there is a rumor that WWE directors and officers are under um, investigation for breach of fiduciary duties because Scott and Scott Attorneys LLP um, sent out a press release via Business Wire stating that they're investigating whether certain directors and officers of WWE uh, breached their fiduciary duties to WWE and its shareholders. Um, do I know what a fiduciary duty is? No, I don't. Uh, do I know that it sure does look like people are striking while the iron is fucking hot? Yes, I do. 
Um, there's also rumors that Linda McMahon and Vince McMahon may have sold their Stanford penthouse. If it was their penthouse, some are rumors, some are not. Who knows? Sean Rossap linked the property in case you want to buy a penthouse for $4.1 million in Stanford, Connecticut. Have fun. Also, speaking of striking while the iron's hot, do you have the, the piece of news about the XFL? No. So the X- I didn't know anything about the uh, XFL. <laughs> Oliver Luck is apparently suing Vince McMahon over what happened with the XFL because Vince McMahon, in a personal agreement, um, agreed to pay Oliver Luck, um, but didn't, and it just resulted in a, in Vince countersuing Oliver Luck, and the trial date is uh, July 11th. So instead of Wardlow versus 20 plaintiffs, it's going to be Vince McMahon versus 20 plaintiffs. Jesus fucking Christ. This is this is definitely like th- this is going to be huge for WWE. I I don't know if they're I mean obviously they're going to stay as a company. Um it's just whether or not the McMahon family will continue to be a part of it or if Nick Khan will grasp that control. God. Um It was so funny because I read an article that was like, what does this mean for SmackDown? Mm. And the article was just like, SmackDown's going to be like normal. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. Um, Imagine SmackDown was like, actually, no, guys, we're not doing an episode this week because this is all too fucked up. I, I also find it really funny about all these people speculating who the next heir is to the throne of WWE. It's going to be Nick Khan. Like, that's the reason he was brought in. It's the reason he's been kind of the right hand to Vince. It's so that he could take his place eventually. Um, yeah. Most likely when they were bought, but it, I, I don't see them getting bought at all anymore. That that price tag very much went way down. Yeah. Um, but Nick Khan's going to grab control, and I don't think that'll be a, a terribly bad thing. Because... First of all, he's younger than Vince. Um, and he, I think he was the one that produced or and or booked day one. And that was a pretty good pay-per-view. I mean, that's where Brock won the title. It, it, um, it was like not boring at all. Yeah. It was a well put yeah. together uh, show. But do you think we'll ever see the return of Stephanie or Triple H? Well, Triple H is still there. Um, Stephanie, maybe. I I think she might come back once the dust settles and they stop investigating. um, Because she probably doesn't want to be involved with anything involving her dad right now. Um. It does just make me... um... And, you know, this is something that other people are speculating, but of course, I don't know shit about shit, so don't listen to me when I say this, but it it, it just makes Stephanie's exit a little more interesting, in my opinion. The way it was timed, absolutely. Um, yeah. And the way it was just so like, oh, I'm leaving. And we were like, oh, bye? Yeah. Um, but it, it was revealed that it wasn't that simple. It, it kind of like Vince no, pushed yeah. her out. Well, that's that's again. That's another rumor. Yeah, this this whole situation is crazy, and it, it continues to solidify 
in a few years, once this all settled and said and done, we need like a documentary or a, a Dark Side of the Ring episode. It'd probably be a whole ass like three hour long special of Dark Side of the Ring. Or just a book. Just start watching Succession. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um. Yeah, th- this is all crazy, and, and I'm really wondering how this all ends. Yeah, you, me, and everybody else in the fucking room. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about some impact? Let's talk about some impact. All right, so we've been doing the news for like ten years now. It's only been like fifteen <laughs> minutes. Really? Uh, maybe it's just because we've been talking so much about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started off with uh, Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans versus Jordan Grace and Mia Yim. This was not a very long match. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, we start with Savannah versus Mia. Savannah clotheslines Mia and then Mia kicks Tasha off the apron, giving Savannah the chance to yank Mia to the ground. Um, power bombs her. Savannah then tosses Tasha into Mia. And Tasha's whole ass boot lands right on the head of Mia. Um, we then get an uppercut and a pump knee and a tornado DT to Yim, but Yim still kicks despite the boot to the face. Um, Mia then fights back with some kicks to Tasha. Um, she loads Tasha out, sends Savannah into the buckles. My eye itches like hell. Um, then we get Jordan in and Tasha. And we get a spyglass to Tasha and double knees to the back of Tasha's head in the corner and then a Vader bomb to Tasha. When she kicks, Jordan immediately enters the crossface. She gets Mia back in. Um, They hit an assisted leg drop to Tasha from Jordan. Grace then takes... Grace, I say that like it's another fucking name. (laughs) Jordan Grace then takes out Evans um, despite the fact that Mia can't get the pin at that point. Um, Jordan then accidentally takes out Mia um, because Tasha ducks her. Tasha then rolls up Jordan with a handful of tights to win, thus making Jordan stand there in confusion for a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. This all makes me wonder. Like, there's no clear winner for the Queen of the Mountain match. We thought it was Mia Yim. I'm not so confident in that anymore. Um, Man. This point. I have to. I've got to look at the field. Chelsea and Deanna seem more likely right now yeah um so then we have an interview speaking of them chelsea green and diana perrazzo um diana says are you asking if we're in cahoots there's no teams in queen of the mountain chelsea says but we'd be ridiculous not work together diana says there can be there can only be one queen of the mountain even friends understand that uh, Diana walks off and Chelsea just says she's not wrong. Um, then we get an interview with Aces and Eights. And I don't remember who said what, so I'm just going to read everything that was said. Uh, running with Impact and Aces and Aces and Eights was a great time. We had fun. Nobody could mess with the Aces and Eights. Um, we had opportunities to work with the best. And then Honor No More walks in. Vincent says, looks like Impact unearthed more VHS tapes. We control Impact Wrestling now. 
Kenny King says, your show got canceled, honor no more, rules around here, which is ironic because their show got canceled too. Uh, and then they just start bickering back and forth. Then we get a video package for Josh Alexander versus Eric Young. Josh says, it's all I've ever wanted. I keep hearing it over. After everything I endured, I can look my wife uh, and kids in the eye and say, finally, being world champion means there's always a target on my back. Eric Young says, the sweet perfume of victory is a familiar taste. I've experienced the world much differently. I told you this world belongs to us. The past is the past. I've moved on and know what my true destiny is. It doesn't have to be as personal as you've made it. Uh, Josh says, I'm familiar with your resume. You need to understand that I'm the gold standard of impact wrestling. Eric says, I know what makes you tick. You have zero idea what makes me tick. Josh said, this world doesn't belong to you. Eric says, it belongs to me. Josh says, it doesn't belong to you. And then we get Trey Miguel versus Mike Bailey to hype up the Ultimate X match. Yeah. Um, and there's not much to say about the beginning of this match besides the fact that it's just flippy shit. It's the same flippy shit that we always get. And not to say that's a bad thing, but it starts the same way any flippy shit match starts where it's... These guys are also really good at, at not doing just flippy shit. Like a Dante Martin, for no, example. Yeah. These guys, especially but, Mike Bailey, are really good at But strikes. this match very much this match very much starts off the same way a lot of flippy shit matches start. Mm-hmm. Where it's strikes and kicks and what you know, where we kick, we 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 avoid him when we flip, the other person ducks out of the way and then we kip up after a shoulder tackle because you know, we're impervious and we're you know, like squirrels. We can't take fall damage. Mm-hmm. Um Anyways, eventually Mike gets Trey's arm locked up and then a leg around his neck and a fucking little abdominal stretch. Um, Trey then gets free. He loops out of the ropes, gets a foot to the ribs. Mike Bailey gets a foot to the apron in the process. Um, We get back in the ring and I think this was at this was after commercial break um, and maybe it was just the timing of like uh, the everything editing of the match i don't know Mm -hmm. but mike bailey spent most of the the beginning mike bailey was on top for most of the match um for at least the beginning part of this match he was beating the christ out of trey mcgill um he had some moonsault type thingamajig to trey and then just plonks him to the ground hits him with a double knee bomb from the buckles gets him into a heel hook who finally reaches the ropes um so mike just kicks him and then he goes for another, and this is when Trey starts turning. Trey catches the kick. Um, he suddenly like healed all of his injuries. Uh, he gets a dragon sleeper neck breaker into an actual dragon sleeper on Mike Bailey. Mike reaches the ropes, and it, then it's kind of even strike for strike, kind of tip for tat bullshit. Um, I say bullshit. I don't mean bullshit. That's just a word I use. Um, then we get a drop kick through the ropes to Trey, and then he vamps for a second too long, um, and he gets. Trey Miguel dives out onto him. Um, and then Miguel gets sent to the floor. And then Mike Bailey he gets sent to the floor by Trey Miguel. And then it's back and forth. And we get a little, like, moon salt with knees to Trey Miguel and a kick to the base of the neck that just collapses the dude. 
Um, and then Trey Miguel hits a, a, a small package, like rolls him up into a small package and uh, wins. That's it. Yeah. That's your match, boys. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly didn't expect a roll-up. I expected Trey to no. win this, but when they said that Mike Bailey was undefeated in singles, um, now it makes a lot more sense why that roll-up happened. They, they got big plans for Mr. Bailey. And rightfully so. Yeah. Um, so then we get a, a video package for Sammy Callahan and Moose. Um, and then we get Alicia versus Masha Slamovich. Yeah, uh, Alicia gets shoved into the corner and she uses her sweet little arms to hit Masha um, in the chest. And then Masha just decks her and hits her with a suplex and then a toss and then a snowplow to win. Yep. There you go. Yep. Um, so then we had a promo with Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. Um, Taya runs in and says, I'm sorry. Uh, I have something to tell you. Sorry for invading your space. I know we have history. Um, Rosemary says, history of you being selfish. Taya says, we need to remember who you are. Uh, and Rosemary asks Ragnarok, which is their old name for their tag team. Um, Taya says, we can take out the influence and we can save Havoc. Rosemary says, and we can bite their faces off. And Taya's just like, yeah, yeah, sure, we can. <laughs> Uh, then we get Jay White and Chris Bay versus the Briscoes. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, really difficult match for me because we've got Jay White, we've got Jay Briscoe, and I was like, fuck. Um... So we start with Jay White who gets chopped to the ground. Um, it, and this is after a lot of dodging and avoiding um jay white gets chopped to the ground he gets bay and um bay gets a side headlock on a freshly illegal mark um but we get headbutt to bay's ribs bay fights back with an enziguri um jay briscoe comes in come uh takes control and then mark briscoe gets back in gets sent to ringside <laughs> like mark briscoe gets beaten up jay comes in jay briscoe comes in takes control of shit mark briscoe gets back in Gets fucking thrown out of the ring. Jay Briscoe gets back in. Doesn't get any, like, nothing gets back into control until Jay Briscoe gets back in, sends a boot across the face of Bay, and then Jay Briscoe flies out onto both of Jay and Bay. Um, we get a bit of a brain buster from Mark to Bay, and then a jab to the mouth. Jay White then grabs both Briscoes, holding them in place for Chris Bay to dive out onto them, kindly enough. Jay then thumbs Jay Briscoe's eye and gets him in a headlock, tries to choke him out a little bit. Um, then he tries... He's going for his knife edge chop. And you know what he loves. He loves to do the two sweet. Mm -hmm. He loves to do the two sweet chops. It's just like, you know, a little ketchup on the fries, right? Um, Jay White spends at least a solid 60 seconds saying, boys, look. Boys, look. Boys, look to the Good Brothers who are not paying attention because they're on commentary, mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's a non-stop just boys look, boys look. It's like Jay, just move on. Fuck. 
he gets the chops. He does. Yeah, and he gets uh, one of the good brothers. I don't know them by voice um, to go along with it while the other one commentates. Um, and then he vamps for a little too long, and Jay Briscoe gets a boot to his face, which rocks his ass and puts him on spaghetti legs. Um, Chris Bay gets in versus Mark Briscoe. Uh, we get to multiple strikes to Bay, and then uh, Jay White comes in, hits a big suplex before striking. No, Jay Briscoe comes in. I see. I fucked myself up. Hits a nasty fucking suplex before striking Bay across the face up top. We get an avalanche powerbomb type thing from Mark to Bay. Um, Gets Bay up on his shoulders. Bay fights out only for Jay Briscoe to splash him. And then I think they hit kind of a magic killer of sorts to Bay, who then is saved by Jay White. Um, we get a kick across the cheek to Jay Briscoe. And um, Bay ends up having to fight both the Briscoes um, after getting a little bit of help from Jay White. Um, hits a code red from Bay to Jay Briscoe, and then a drop kick to Jay White from Marcus Jay. Um, yeah, a drop kick to Jay White from Mark Briscoe as Jay Briscoe Snapdragon suplexes him. Um, then we get a neckbreaker to Bay from Jay Briscoe, and Mark Briscoe goes off the top. Bay avoids it. Mark lands on his feet and rolls Bay up for them to lose. And I just want everyone to know that that was actually the most difficult match I think I've ever had to fight. Why? Because Jay and Bay sound the same, and then I've got Jay Briscoe and Jay White, and then there's... This is Mark. You know what? I never say this. Thank God for Mark. You can also say Chris. Yeah, but Bay is so much shorter. Um, so then we had a promo with Raj Singh and Shara. Raj says, Return of the Reverse Battle Royal. You've got zero chance. The Indian Lion will throw everyone everywhere. Uh, Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice walk in. Swinger says, If anyone's going to win, it's the Swing Daddy. Uh, Raj says, No man is going to win. No man is going to win because we have a lion. Uh, Zicky says, no one finishes faster than the Swing Daddy. Um, and I'm, I think it was before this point, might have been around this point, but um, they announced that Mickey James would be the special enforcer for the Queen of the Mountain match, and that Nick Aldis will be at Slammiversary as a part of the um, in, Team Impact against Honor No More. There's just that final spot to be filled, and I, I think we all know who it's going to be. D'Lo Brown. Yeah. Um, then we get a promo with Aces and Eights. Uh, one of them says, we're not going to take that. What are we going to do? The other says, whoop their asses. D'Lo then walks in wearing the, the Aces and Eights jacket. And he says, Aces and Eights never walk alone. Love it. And then we get Aces and Eights versus Vincent and Kenny King. Yes, we do. Um, and what a fun time for Elizabeth to have to now talk about a match with uh, Garrett Bischoff. And, um, oh God, what is, what West was his fucking Briscoe, name? West Briscoe, was it? West Briscoe, thank you. So after talking about the Briscoes, I've got to talk about another 
fucking Briscoe. Uh, not the same family. Um, but still, second generation wrestler. Um, anywho. So, yeah, we start with Bischoff and King. Kenny just completely annihilates Bischoff. Like a hot second. Um, Bischoff and Briscoe end up taking control for a little bit. And this was a really respectful match, in my opinion, because it didn't have to be like this. But Bischoff and Briscoe really held their own. Um, and that's not to be like, oh, shocker that these men uh, were able to control the match. But it it's nice when you see a match like this and it's like... You know, I don't know. Like this could have been kind of a squash. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then D'Lo comes in and beats up on her no more. Uh, and then OG. What? I didn't finish the match. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The way <laughs> the way you said that, it seemed like. No, I just I literally said one note, and then I just said that it was nice that the that aces and eights were able to control the match for a minute. Oh, okay, I I thought uh, I thought this was a really short match too, but I guess I was no, wrong. it really wasn't actually. Um, yeah, Bischoff stands on King in the corner before slamming him into the buckle. Um, we then get West Briscoe in. Um, he hits a huge flatliner to King. Bischoff gets back and we get some tag team offense on Vincent, but no pin. Um, Bischoff then takes King off the apron, and Vincent tries some shit, but Bischoff drops him. Bischoff and Briscoe take control as we go to commercial. Um, and when we get back, Vincent gets leveled by Briscoe, but Briscoe gets distracted by King, which sends, he gets then kind of like jumped a little bit by Vincent. He sends a back elbow into him, but then Eddie kind of sweeps his leg. Vincent takes advantage of that, slamming Briscoe to the canvas to win. And now you may continue. Yeah. So D'Lo comes out and beats up on her no more. Uh, then OGK comes out. And beats up D'Lo, Motor City Machine Guns, and Kaz then come in for the save. And then we get the contract signing between Josh Alexander and Eric Young. Scott Demore comes out to introduce them and says, In three days at Slammiversary, we celebrate 20 years of Impact Wrestling, and I cannot think of a more fitting main event than our Impact World Championship. A challenger with more history in this company than anyone ever, and a champion that is the face of our brand to lead it into a new era. Two men that through the years I've called friend, and more rare to me, I've called them family. It's time to preside over the official contract signing. VBD comes out, and Eric Young is in a very nice suit. Um, Josh out. Yeah, he does. Uh, Josh Alexander then comes out in um, all impact gear, all impact merch. Um, and Scott says, despite your respective histories, this is a first time ever matchup. So would you like to start by signing the contract? Um, Eric says, history, Scott. Does it look like I give a damn about history? Does it look like I give a damn about Slammiversary being a celebration? I care about one thing. Me. I care about the future. I care about me being the world champion from here on out. Sir, those are three different things you talked about, and you can't say you care about one thing if you list three. Can't make his mind up, man. <laughs> uh, 
Scott says, I think a great way to start that off would be by signing. Um, <laughs> Eric pushes it to Josh and says he signs it first. Uh, so Josh says, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Eric Young doesn't care about Impact's history. My history here started as a fan like everyone here. Uh, the first time I turned on my TV and saw Impact, it showed me a different style, one that made me want to chase my dream. Impact Wrestling is one of the reasons why, while I was in a hospital bed, I wanted to get back up. I owe everything to Impact Wrestling, and so do you. So if you don't think Slammiversary is a celebration of the past and future, well, I do. And I don't see a better way to celebrate than by kicking your ass. <laughs> Eric says, that was cute. Pandering, but cute. Uh, I sat right there. I said those exact words to these same people, and it was a lie. You're lying to yourself and to them. You're nothing like them. The truth is, you're a thousand times better than they will ever be. You're going to sit there and judge him, then judge me. Then you're going to pass off five-star ratings. Your opinion doesn't matter. I'm going to open your eyes. The truth is, I am the man that rides that razor-thin line between chaos and order. Design, that's the order. And chaos can be beautiful. Chaos can be violent. And come Slammiversary, I will open your eyes to the truth. Signs the contract. I've got something that I've got to say to him alone. Josh says, alone? Are you kidding me? We clearly have a different idea of what alone means, because Diener and Doring are still standing there. Um... Eric says, I see this is starting to worry you. It's starting to make you nervous. My family has my back. The people who care about me are here to watch my back, and you're alone and scared. Josh says, I'm scared? Are you confused? As world champion, I walk into Slammiversary with this entire company's history on my back. I walk in with this entire company at my back. Uh, when I say that, I mean guys that built their career here to be known around the world. People like Abyss, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Gail Kim, Mickey James, Awesome Kong, Rhino. I can go on all day. They started here. They built their careers here. I should have named you among them too. I started my wrestling journey in 2005 in Canada. The best guy to come from Canada was Showtime Eric Young. I saw him build his career from the first time he walked down that ramp. That same Eric that came night after night and had all these people chanting, Don't fire Eric. I'm wasting my breath, but the one thing I can say that holds true, that Eric Young, the Showtime Eric Young, that inspired me, he'd be disgusted to see what you've become now. Uh, Eric throws the table aside, and Joe Doring catches it, so does it bounce back. Um, and he, he hits Josh, but Scott Damore punches Diener. <laughs> you got a lawsuit on your hands, Scott. Scott Demore said, I know who I'm going after. <laughs> he goes for the weakest one. It's like going after Carl Anderson out of everyone in Bullet Club. Um, Eric then breaks the flag over Scott's back. A whole brawl breaks out. Diener gives a Diener DDT to Josh. Eric chokes out Josh. Uh, and then VBD starts taking apart the ring. Uh, Eric busts open Josh with a, a wrench, but it's definitely a blade. Um, and then he gives a pile driver to Josh on the exposed wood. And that's how the show ends. Yeah. 
Um, so you want to talk about the bests of the night? Yeah, let's talk about the best of the night. Alright, but before we get there, remember, stay tuned because we have our predictions for Slammiversary right after the best of the night. And if you have any questions for us, leave them in the chat now. Um, so they're there when we get past the predictions. If you're listening, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, join us at twitch.tv forward slash pinfall podcast or leave a comment and we'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash pinfall podcast to chat with us live or DM us on Twitter at pinfall podcast. Now, real quick, let me give an update on the top 10 wrestlers in pro wrestling before we get into the best of the night. Um, so, this is all in kayfabe. Wins, losses, titles, all that shit counts towards points. Number 10, the undisputed universal champion of the WWE, Roman Reigns. Number 9, you didn't say the Uwu the champion of WWE, Roman Reigns. Number 9, formerly the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. Number 8, the winner of the Best of Super Junior Tournament, Hiromu Takahashi. Number 7, the um, the Super Asia Champion, I think is the title, Balian Aki. Um, number 6, one half of the IWGP Tag Team Champs, Great Okan. Number five, Dragon Dia from Dragon Gate. Number four from Dragon Gate, Yuki Yoshioka. Number three, the King of Pro Wrestling Champion, Shingo Takagi. Number two from Dragon Gate, Kota Minora. And number one from Dragon Gate, Kaito Ishida. All right. Let's talk about promo of the night. It's the contract signing. Yeah, it's gotta be. That was incredible. Alright, moving on. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, wrestler of the night. You want your three options? I would like my three options, yes. Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, and Mike Bailey. Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, Mike Bailey. Um, Mike Bailey. He yeah, looks really good. I agree, I and agree. He makes everything look painful. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about match of the night, shall we? Let's. Joke's on you, we shall. Alright. So, as always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night. We'll talk about which match is the match of the night. Starting off with the worst match of the night. Uh, with a 4 out of 10, Vincent and Kenny King versus Garrett. Uh, versus Aces and 8s. Um, it was a fine match. It was a little bit overbooked, but it is what it is. It was pretty short, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, 4 out of 10. Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans versus Jordan Grace and Mia Yim. It was, it was a lot shorter and, and didn't really have too much going on with it. it wasn't very exciting. Next, with a... I'll get there eventually. 7 out of 10. Jay White and Chris Bay versus the Briscoes. This was a very fun match. Um... Two tag teams that are that have great chemistry amongst each other. Um, and seeing Jay White and Chris Bay, their relationship evolve is so delightful to see. Because it seems like Jay White actually cares about someone. For once. Yeah. Um, I get that. And it's great to see their styles clash against the Briscoes. 
but finally, I think this is match of the night. Yep, match of the night, in my opinion. Trey Miguel versus Mike Bailey. I think this was a 15, 16 minute match. Was it? Yeah, this 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 shit went hard for no reason. It was great. Because the exhibition is just fucking incredible. Like yeah. I, I like I, I again, I'm not a big flippy shit person. That's what a lot of the exhibition is. But you know, they're they're workhorses. You can give them that much. What we need is, um, like our own little for like a, a microcosm Forbidden Door event, the X Division versus the New Japan Super Juniors. Mmm. Okay. Like Hiromu Takahashi versus Trey Miguel. Um, or Ace Austin. I'd probably count for both at this point. Or you know what? Ace Austin versus Yo. Um Show versus Um Kenny King. Or no, Show versus Vincent. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah. Really fun match. Always exciting to see the X Division. Alright. You want to make some predictions? Yeah, sure. Alright. So, let me... Impact Slam Aversary... So once again, we won't be covering this the um, this weekend. We won't be covering the show really at all. We'll be talking about it casually during our Monday 2K22 stream, but no real consequences with these predictions aside from who's going to be the new champion. I will take a dab of hot sauce. You'll just do that either way. Yeah, that's fair. You could get them all perfect. And you would still do one. Yeah, that's fair. Alright. Um, let's see if I can find a card. Ba -ba -ba. No, that's not updated. Is the Wikipedia updated? Um yes, this is updated. Okay. Alright, so. Let's start off with the countdown to Slammiversary. First match for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Rich Swan versus Brian Myers. Oh boy. Um yeah, let me just scroll all the way down to my the end of my notes so I can take a note on this. Um I oh, that's a hard one actually. Really, you think so? I, I I think it's gonna be Rich Swan. I agree. I agree. Now for the reverse battle royal, let's pick two participants to win. Cause nobody's been announced for it, and there could potentially be a lot of people. All right, I'm sticking with my boy. Did they say what you get if you win the reverse battle royal? 
I have no clue. I'm sure they did, but... I mean, Wikipedia doesn't have anything for it. So we'll say there's no stakes, really. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm one of my first people is going to be Bupinder. I picked Bupinder as well. Oh, I thought I was being really smart. <laughs> I, I saw Shara was announced to be in it, and I was like, oh, that's Bupinder all the way. Um... You know, I'm going to say Chris Bay. Chris Bay, okay. Very interesting. I'm going with Steve Macklin. The fact that he wasn't announced for any match on the card, I think, shows he's going to win. Stevie. Stevie, old boy, okay. Yeah. Um. Listen, I'm just here because I want... Oh, I wrote Chris Bay. Whoops. Um, I just want my two boys to get their, their flag. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So, next match. This one is a bit of a toughie for me. Okay. The Influence versus Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie for the Knockouts Tag Team titles. Um, I know what I'm picking. Mm -hmm. What are you picking? I'm picking typing out entire match for okay um i am picking um Kaya and i am too i feel like if it's not them there's no one else it could be because there's no other uh, no other knockouts tag teams do you think that we're gonna find havoc and do you think when we find havoc havoc is going to be havoc what happened to Havoc? Or do you think Sue Young got her? I don't know, but they keep saying that Havoc's lost. Hmm. I think they'll find Havoc, but I, I don't think she'll be the same. I don't know why. I, do I, you think Sue Young got her? I feel like Masha Slamovich got her. Well, Masha Slamovich <laughs> did get her. To be fair. She just come, Havoc comes back and she's speaking Russian. Very, like, high hair, like Masha. Uh, all right. God. Up next, in a Monsters Ball match, Sammy Callahan versus Moose. Hate to say it, but I'm picking Sammy. Yeah, there's no way Sammy's losing his return match. All right. So, next up, a 10-man tag team match, Impact Originals, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Aldis, and TBA versus Honor No More, Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, and Vincent. I'm going to say the Impact Originals. I'm saying Honor No More. Okay. Because... You look at who's on their team. Their fall guy, Kenny King, isn't on that list. And who's sticking around after Slammiversary? It's not Nick Aldis. It's not TBA. It's not Kaz. 
I don't know more is more to gain here. And Impact, they're smart with that. Okay. All right, next up. Um, next up for the Impact Tag Team Championships, the Briscoes versus the Good Brothers. It's like saying, would you prefer to eat the shit-flavored cake, or would you prefer to eat the other shit-flavored cake? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat shit-flavored cake. Least, Come on, guy. At least one of these teams puts on good matches. Yeah. <laughs> you got the good brothers who have, like, no redeeming qualities besides Sour Boy. Is that a redeeming quality? <laughs> At this point, Talking Shop Mania is not, not a redeeming quality because they haven't put one out in a while. Yeah, they lost that. Um, obviously, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying. Saying the Briscoes? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, next up is the Queen of the Mountain match for the Impact Knockouts World Championship with Mickey James serving as special guest in Forcer. This one's fucking tough. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because you got the wild card Savannah Evans. Who could result in Tasha winning. I'm going to wait for you to tell me what you... Uh, before I tell you what I want. Well... I'm going to say it's not Chelsea or Deanna because they might be lining them up for a, a tag team title. Um, which I think enforces Rosemary and Taya winning those belts. Um, it's not Jordan. Because I think Jordan's done with Impact. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. It's between Mia and Tasha. Tasha. How long has Tasha's reign been? A while now. It's been months. Um, let's see. When did she get her title? Um, buh, 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 buh. Knockouts Championship reigns. Let's see. Because that might factor in. I'm doing a little research. It's been 103 days. That's not as long as I thought. Mickey James's reign was longer. Was it? Yeah, it was 133. It was a whole month longer. Okay. But, uh... The question is, would Mia be better off winning it in a singles match? Or is this the right time for her to win it? No, I'm saying Mia. I'm saying Mia. You're saying Mia? Yeah. I think they can give the belt to her without, um, while protecting Tasha. Who'd you say? Um. Actually, it is hard now that I remember it's for the belt. Um, I'm going with Chelsea, actually. Chelsea, okay. Just because of uh, Mickey James being there as the special guest in four. 
Yeah. But that makes me... Because Mickey hates both Chelsea and Tasha. Yeah, but it could be great to see that come, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. She also hates Deanna, too. So the only two people she doesn't hate are Jordan and Mia. Yeah. Um... But anyway, next match, the ultimate X match for the Impact X Division Championship between Ace Austin, Kenny King, Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel, Jack Evans, and Alex Zane. Man, this is tough. Um, it's Ace versus Kenny versus Alex versus Jack versus Mike Bailey. And Trey Miguel. Oh, sorry. Oh. I think I know who I'm picking. I think I know too. I'm going with Mike Bailey. Um, I am going with Ace Austin. Okay. Ace won it in Ultimate X, right? I believe so. Yeah. It does feel too soon for him to lose it, but at the same time, Mike Bailey is, is feels like it's his time, even though he lost today. Yeah. Um, and then, finally, the main event, Josh Alexander versus Eric Young for the Impact World Championship. I don't think that this really needs to be questioned. Yeah, it's Diener. Obviously, he's gonna run in. Yeah, he's he's the third man. Oh, Diener, no. Do you think? Because we might get a little, a little. Because like, violent by design isn't on any other match. Do you think we might get a little surprise fourth member to violent by design? I don't know. I think that they're a happy family. They could add another member to their family, like Rhino. Maybe Rhino uh, is mortally wounded mark no, he could be out for months or for is, the rest of his life rhino was a fourth member that was an addition to violent by design yes i know that um maybe steve macklin he'd be a good fit maybe i don't think that they would want to pair him off yeah yeah because he's he's been shining on his own really well true um yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, Sammy Callahan. PCO. I don't want to think about PCO right now. I'm still mad. Johnny Gargano. Imagine that's how he comes back. Part of Violent by Design. Oh Alright, so those are our predictions. We will recap them on Monday during our 2K22 stream. Um, we'll be, we'll probably be live tweeting the show on Sunday, but we won't be covering it in a, in a normal recap. Um, yeah. you want, you want to answer some questions? Is there a question? Mariam, Mariam asked something that I think we've already covered, but we'll talk about it some more. Uh, who's your pick for the final member of Team Impact in the big tag match? So say it's not D'Lo Brown. Who do you think it could be? If it's not D'Lo... 
<laughs> no. Oh, but you make me laugh so much. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, no, my brain was like, "Huh, AJ," and I was like, "No." God, imagine. And then I was like, "Huh, Taz." That would be amazing. That'd be so fucking funny. Um. Dude, imagine it's Kevin Nash. Was Kevin Nash an Impact? Yeah. Or TNA? Yeah. Um. That'd be swaggy. I, that's my vote, because I would love to see Kevin Nash. I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Oh, okay. But is... Oh, no. Nah, 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 nah. He's not injured. He's not so. injured. And part of me is doubtful now that it's D'Lo, because if it was D'Lo, they would have, at the end of the episode, been like, yeah, the final member's D'Lo. That's true. It's still TBA. So, I don't know. Um, this was probably someone that's, like, notable. Kenta. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Eddie Edwards. He switches sides. Dude, wait, that'd be fucking wild. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my, my guess is Samoa Joe. If it's not D'Lo. Matt Stryker. Sure. You know what? Fine. Let it be Matt Stryker. Or an injured Matt Cardona. Honestly, if... Um, did, what? Did you hear what Sean Ross Sapp said about him? No. He said that he should get a robotic arm and he could throw a prop. And I was like, that's really <laughs> stupid, Sean. Stop. Um... Honestly, if Cardona wasn't injured, I could see a hilarious story where he's revealed as the final member of this team and everyone's like doesn't care about him. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like I've got that impact blood, baby. God. While he's running off to like NWA, GCW, all those other places. All right. Um so Marion said it, she thinks it should be Alicia. That'd be great. <gasps> that would be sick as fuck. Have her fight Eddie. Or it's just Kendall. It's just... <laughs> and then I'm fucking render! I'm just Kendall! <laughs> you know, it disappoints me that this is probably a very likely option. What if it's Tommy Dreamer? Please stop. It might be. Put that evil back in your mouth and back in your head and back to whatever origin of a thought is. Yeah. All right, that's all the questions Sorry, we have. Hurt. Liz, Fair. would you like to close out the show? Um, never. I love doing the show. Um, <laughs> that's so cute, Elizabeth. Um, sorry, I don't know. If you tuned in, thank you so much. And if you tune in the future, thank you so much. Um, uh, what I was going to say is that by the end of the day tomorrow, our Spotify will be completely updated with brand new episodes of the Pinfall Podcast. And by the brand new episodes, I mean episodes of stuff that already happened. But if you missed the episode and you like hearing our little voices, tune in. Check it out. Um, it's super fun. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a little kiss on the forehead. Um, and like I've said last night, 
find, you know, your father, your stepfather. They don't make cards for that. Thanks, Hallmark. Just kidding. Um, find a father, a stepfather, a father figure, a father from like a church, you know, like a father. A mother you love like find a father. A, so yeah, someone you love like a father. Find um like I like I said, um a, a pet that exudes masculine energy. Sometimes a father isn't a father or a man. Sometimes a sometimes a father is a vibe. Sometimes a father find is your a son. father. Find your father and wish them a happy Father's Day. Whether it's the tree outside your window your or your legitimate father. Yeah. Or your bed. Or, I don't know, this can of heat protectant spray. Could be a father. Could be your doctor. Go to the doctor. Could be your doctor. Get a checkup. Maybe your dentist. Get those fillings checked out. This is the most unhinged I think I have been on this podcast. I'm sorry. Liz's therapist, a father. You know what? My therapist is quite a father figure. <laughs> I love that man. He listens to me. All right. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Join us on Monday for our 2K22 stream. Follow us on Twitter to get all the live tweets about Slammiversary. Twit that's at Pinfall Podcast. Uh, our Spotify, YouTube, and Twitch are all pinfall podcast i'm at the mark cameron liz is at eliza elaine 23 and we'll see you all on monday for 2k22 but until then have a great weekend enjoy your time off or uh just some good old sun have a great rest of your night we'll see you on monday